Welcome to another Squadcast. It's uh, great to be with you again today, and today we have Sarah with us. Hey. And we are going to be having another look at Galatians 5, we're talking about loving one another, we're talking about becoming, and uh, wrestling with the paradox of the fact that we have already become something or someone in Christ, and wrestling with the day-to-day reality of uh, are we living in the fullness of of that reality and uh, and, and how do we how do we do that and why would we even want to do that mm. um, I think it's probably a good question as well so should we dive in yeah let's do it All right, do you want to read uh, Galatians, the whole six chapters for us? <laughs> no, Jackson. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Galatians 5, verse 13. 13. All right, yeah. so from the ESV translation. Oh, can you read to 15? 13 to 15? Yeah. Sure. For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Mm. Cool. So, so uh, yesterday I talked about a little bit about freedom and what freedom is, and this idea of being free from ourselves. And um, you know, and so when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about being free from our old nature. And I, I think Paul was sort of presenting that um, that idea here that um, we can use our freedom as an opportunity for the flesh which is an opportunity for our old nature yeah. to um, to I guess come back in so to speak I mean um, he starts off this chapter by saying don't go back into that yoke of slavery and so um, you know so the idea is that the most enslaving way to live is to live with that deception of self mm-hmm. And our new nature, uh, our new life in Christ is free from self and and freed into new life in Christ. Um, yeah, do, I mean, do you have any Well, what any I wanted thoughts? to ask actually of you, Michael, so what do you see the self as being? So when you're saying the deception of self, what does that look like? Yeah, so the, I think the self, I mean, there's lots of things we could put after the word self. So mm. self-righteousness. You know, self-indulgence, selfishness, uh, self-worth—all of those things are, are trying to find life, love, joy in self, peace right. in self. And so, what that does, it it, um, it puts us into the position of we have to achieve all of those things through our own effort. Mm-hmm. The new life in Christ says that all of those things have been achieved on your behalf, 
and the trust bit is trusting if that's true. Yeah. And so that's why we are presented with these ideas of resting, because resting says I trust yeah. that that is true. Yeah. And you know all so all of those things. So, um, and and the, but basically Paul says here that the the lack of trust is presenting an opportunity for the flesh. So any lack of trust in what Jesus has already achieved on our behalf creates a space, an opportunity for the flesh to come back in Great. and re-enslave us. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I guess the you know the the point is there: are we um, are we creating opportunities for the flesh in the way that we live, think, and act, or are we creating opportunities for the spirit? Yeah. And yeah, there's that constant, I guess, wrestle. Yeah, and there is a bit of a risk, I guess, in a sense, with some of those things, the self-righteousness, the self-worth. Obviously, we rest in God with them, but then they do need to be challenged as well, like when we provoke them, I suppose, Mm. for lack of a better word, which we'll talk about in the next message. Um, But yeah, like our ego wants to protect ourselves. We want to stay self-righteous. We want to stay. And it takes a while for our beliefs to catch up. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, it was we've learnt those things. Mm. That's how we've learnt to navigate life. Um, yeah, and so I think um, we we aren't aware, or I'm not anyway. Often of the places where I put trust in self. Yeah. Uh, because by and large, we've because they've we've learnt them as defence mechanisms or yeah. the way to navigate yeah. life. They have protected us. And kept us safe, and so, in that sense, we've learned to trust them. Yeah, that's right. And I think, especially in in the West, um, they produce aspects of life. Mm-hmm. You know what we would deem as success and achievement, and all of those sorts of things. Um, but they aren't producing the type of life that's right. that is the Jesus life. Yeah. Um, and they are, it's like a, I don't know, I guess a false life. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Um, well, it's created on top of a mask that you're holding up. So it's never, there's no depth, there's no... And I guess when we think about our trellis and growing a vine on something that's sturdy and yeah, we're not building on that and we're to- chasing the world. Yeah, totally, yeah. I heard um, AJ Swoboda the other day talking about um, in the garden the... Um, the deception or the lie that the enemy told Adam and Eve was that they didn't have enough. Mm. So, you know, um, the serpent comes into the garden and and says, um, you know, I heard that you're not allowed to eat from Mm. the trees or I need to go back and read it to get exactly, I'm paraphrasing, but, um, and they go, oh, we can eat from all of the trees except for this one. Yeah. And so the lie is that, that God is withholding something from you. Mm-hmm. You can have all of this, but actually there's more. Yeah. And if you just indulge in this, you'll have the more that you're looking for. Mm. And that is like the carrot yes. in front of us for the rest of our life. That's right. If you achieve more, then you'll be more liked. You'll That's right. feel better about yourself. You know, all of that sort of stuff is like this carrot. And it's actually like a carrot that's held on a string that you're never going to reach. Or... A mirage, like you, may, you think you've made it, like finally I've done it. 
finally I'm enough. Finally, surely someone will notice. And then it's a mirage, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. totally. And then you're chasing it again, you're exhausted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see it in celebrity culture and all of that where, mm. like, someone's the top dog for half an hour and then the next thing's something you know someone else is there you know and it's like all that you have achieved has now been taken yeah. or just disappeared or no one cares anymore you know that's and it and is it was it there's a quote like character uh, like i guess talent might get you in a room but character will keep you there yeah and yeah. so often we see that yeah people crash and burn because it's not built on character it's not built on abiding it's not built yeah yeah on, yeah the new self yeah, totally. Yeah, and so um, what what Paul is uh, saying here is that once we give this opportunity for the flesh, the result of that is that we bite and devour one another. Mm. And, you know, he, he says, watch out that you're not consumed by one another because this is what will happen. If you head yes. down this track of the flesh, yeah. the only way to get to the top is to eat Yes. Each other. Eliminate the, yeah. the competition. Totally. Yeah, that's the only way. So, But he's saying, hey, there's a different way to live. Yeah. And if you gratify actually the desires of the spirit, yeah. you'll actually find that loving one another will yeah. achieve all of those desires that you have, yeah. you know, um, that are actually deeper. The, the deeper needs for belonging and yeah. love and worth and all of that are actually found in the spirit, not in the flesh. And so that's that deception of self. Mm. You know, the constant treadmill of I've, I somehow I need to achieve this in my yeah. own effort. And God turns around and says, no, if you rest, you'll actually Absolutely. find that. Yeah. Jesus' sacrifice was once and done. Yeah. We don't need to bring it. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. we can do to perform. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's kind of... Um, you know, often think about for like the context here of Paul was writing to the Galatian church, the church in Galatia, and so they're they're wrestling with this tension of we used to be people under the law, yeah, and um, now that Jesus has come and been the one sacrifice for all time for all sin, uh, they are wrestling with, but how am I right if I no longer have to do? Yes, because I used to have to do all of the rituals. And now you're saying that Jesus has fulfilled all of that. So for them, the trust that they are yeah. saved, so to speak, was in letting go of all of that yeah. to actually go, okay, there's someone who's done it on my behalf. Mm. There's, you know, That's what they're wrestling with. Yeah, and I guess for us today, I don't know if you're like this, but I know that for me as a new Christian, when I sort of, you know, backslid I hate that term but you know I didn't feel like I could come back to God until I got myself right you know like I wasn't good enough to pray wasn't good enough to read my bible um yeah it wasn't until you know snotty teenage camp you know Christian youth camp you know that was God got me but uh we we buy that lie that I've got to get myself sorted out before God will accept me back yeah yeah. and we've got to get rid of all of that yeah totally yeah 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 um so then the, the the next tension, of course, is, or the paradox, is that we say there's nothing you can do mm. to earn this. Um, and so then we go into our Christian life going, well, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> yes. And yes. there's such a tension there, eh? Yeah. Um, I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? I've, I've got some, but I'll let you... 
Well, I don't know if this is kind yeah. of off, to off topic as well, but I've been sort of wondering about this as well. You know, we're talking about um, the selfishness and stuff, and I think that when we start to sort some of the stuff out with God, when we think of the, the inner journey with the, on the critical journey, that stage four, the inner journey, it can look kind of selfish and it can look very... Because in- you are going to have to go inward yeah. to then move outward. Yeah. But I guess how do we not get stuck there where it's all about me or um, and taking that rest too far? It's, there's so much tension in all of it. Yeah. That. Yeah, so um, I think there's two reasons people might do an inward journey. One is to hide. Mm. and one is to expose the flesh, so yes. to speak. So it depends which inward journey you're choosing to do. One is horrible yeah. and exposing and you feel naked yep. and ashamed and... Preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> but all of that self stuff yep. that you thought was protecting you is now re- you've realised it's destroying yep. you and so you're actually rooting it out so mm, to speak mm. that's a good inward journey yeah some people might take an inward journey to hide yeah and so you know they isolate themselves yeah and and sometimes that can be with the spiritual mask of um you know i'm i'm just finding myself in jesus yeah. or you know whatever we can put whatever mask we want over the top of it but yeah. the reality is we're just hiding yeah so i think yeah so there's those two. And so, uh, which I guess is this, like, the inward journey, which um, an inward journey in isolation or an inward journey as part of discipleship. Yeah, that's good. So you've, I think externally, maybe that's how you could mm, sort of see, is, mm. is someone just isolating yeah, um, and hiding? Or is someone going, oh my goodness, I've just found this in me and I need help? Yeah. Or, you know, like, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a big You difference. need a guide to do the inward journey yeah. correctly. You do need a guide. Yeah. 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 You need, yeah. It needs to be part of a discipleship process, which we know cannot be done in isolation. Absolutely so it has not. to be done alongside someone. It's, it's a trellis thing, isn't it, I suppose? If you are, there's going to be prayer, there's going to be solitude, there's going to be Sabbath. All of that's going to yeah. tie into a messy yeah. inner yeah. journey. Totally, yeah. So one of the things that um, uh, I've been thinking about in relation to this, and, and I, I teach this in our, um, as part of our identity course with Awaken You, the last session that I do is on trust. Because I, I personally believe at the very core of identity is a deep trust mm-hmm. for Jesus. Because um, identity, our identity in Christ is this wrestle between whether I trust myself mm-hmm. or I trust Jesus. And when our identity is not in Christ, what we what we are doing is we are either trusting ourselves, putting all of our trust in ourselves, which looks a lot like pride, yeah. or we put in all of our trust in people around us, which mm. often looks like shame. Yeah. And so that, that journey is going, letting go of trusting people. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying the greater trust we have for Jesus, <laughs> the greater trust we have for people. Because we, and the reason why that is because we no longer care what people say about That's us right. or what people need. think about us. That's it. We don't need to. We don't need their yeah. affirmation. So it's letting go of all of that. So what, it, you know, the paradox of the kingdom, 
the greater we grow in trust for Jesus, right. the result is greater trust for people yeah. because we just don't care anymore. <laughs> you know, and so oh, I heard someone say the other day, I thought it was quite funny. They said, you know, in your in your 20s, um, yeah, in your 20s, you think everybody is talking about you. Yeah. In your 40s, you don't care what anybody is thinking about you. And in your 70s, you realize no one was actually thinking about you. <laughs> And we need to get that, that, I mean, I had that a couple of months ago, you know, share the world, it's not all about you, and it's like, oh, yeah, I really needed that smack up the side of the head, because we do, we get, we just fall into the thinking, like, we don't end up there intentionally. Yeah, 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 yeah totally, and and, I, and it is probably because, I, I think that is the result of a self-centred uh, life, is that yes. we think the world revolves around us, yeah. um, and we we need to probably hear that other people don't think about us as much as we think about us. That's right. <laughs> and, it, and it is just true, you know. Mm-hmm. We think, oh, what's this person going to say about what I just did or, you know, all of that yeah. stuff. And the reality is they're not thinking about it at all. No, that's right. And I guess some of it, a lot of it comes out of a potentially childhood. There'll be some that are carrying. Mm. Um, I know that for me, you know, I've been married to Ian for far longer than I ever lived in my childhood home with my parents. Right. But still, you know, it's taken a long time to untangle the need for authority affirmation. Yeah, you know, right. Growing yeah. up in a household where maybe I, it was hard to get it right. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And yeah. then so it's taken a long time to untangle and it's like, man, yeah. there's some roots. Yeah, it, it digs in deep. Yeah, totally. And that authority word is, is uh, I'm glad that you said that because it's reminded me. Um because I was talking about on Sunday about like all of this is a lordship issue. Mm-hmm. Lordship has to do with trust. Do we trust Jesus or do we trust you know what we can achieve yep. in life? All of that sort of stuff. Or do we trust our identity in other people? So it's authority. So what happens is when our lordship is not in Jesus, we actually make others lord. Yes. So we, we because this is always an authority issue, yep. so we hand authority over, over to others and... Um, have unintentionally said to them, you have authority over how I feel. Yeah. You have authority over what I think about myself. Mm-hmm. You have authority over all of these areas of our life that actually Jesus is wanting to have authority over. Yes. And when we find our identity in Jesus, he is the final authority Absolutely. on our value, on our worth, on mm-hmm. who we are. And he's yes. trustworthy, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he's always going to pull us up into... You know, to be more like him. Absolutely. So you know, and so I think that's, um, you know, so the death of self is letting go of giving yep. authority to others, yes, and growing in trust for Jesus. And Henry now said it. He says the um, <clears throat> three great lies that we believe is, um, I am what I have, I am what I do, and I am what others say about me. Yeah, well, yeah. We've got to call them, call those lies out. Yeah, and that's right. And say, no, actually, I'm a child of God. Yeah, yeah. I belong inherently. Yeah. My con- yeah, belonging is not conditional. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm significant because I breathe. That's right. Yeah, post a note that Sarah has in her yeah. bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And and that's today. And so this is the becoming thing, eh? Mm. It's like okay, I'm not. I know Jesus paid for that. Yes. I know that to be true, but my mind has not yet caught up with that. So our hearts haven't caught up with it. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's that process of renewing the mind, and and, it, and probably the bit that we don't understand enough, or talk about enough, or think about enough is the repentance part of that, which is actually, you know, it's the turning from it's the intentional. I I actually need to change my mind about this, yeah, and I'm going to turn from that way of thinking, mm-hmm. that way of living towards you know, and so 
Um, I, I, th- I just think that's, um, you know, repentance at its core. I remember um, years ago reading, and I don't even know what passage I was reading at the time, but um, it was just a, such a clear um, picture of me putting my trust in men. And so it was like in others yeah um so this like the fear of man kind mm. of thing and so i had like this revelation that if if i had if i had a fear of man i did not have a healthy fear of god you know like yeah. the, and so um and i just i was sitting in my office just weeping mm. you know and, re- and repenting of yeah the fact that i had been trusting in man's opinion more than i've been trusting in jesus opinion yeah. and that was quite a significant mm. moment for me but it involved repentance yeah like true grief that i had i had been trusting people mm-hmm. over jesus mm-hmm. and you know and mm-hmm. so and that's just that process of repentance and, and what's that the verse was that his kindness leads us to mm. repentance and it's yeah. true like yeah it, there's no condemnation there's no i guess there's guilt but there's not condemnation like there's no shame involved when when god brings us to something gets us face to face there might be some grief of our behavior and what we've believed yeah but actually he is so kind to us in that moment totally yeah Yeah. and paul describes it as godly grief yeah versus worldly grief yeah 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 because worldly grief is is sorry for being caught oh yeah i hate that (laughs) (laughs) but godly grief is actually grief that i have missed the heart of god Mm. You know, like I've yeah. I've missed God's opinion about me. Mm. You know, and that grieves me that He has been, yeah, like He went to the cross because of this opinion that He has about me, mm. and I have just been ignoring it and trying to get what He paid for, yeah, from other people. Yes, and what an exercise in futility that or, was. <laughs> on the other hand. Um, it's the the belief I've had of others. So, you know, like I've missed the Father's heart for others. Right. And I guess that ties into that devouring thing, whether mm. we're doing it with our mouths, with our hearts. Um, yeah, we end up devouring others when we're missing the Father heart yeah. for other people. Yeah. Dehumanizing yeah. them, forgetting they're created in his image. Yeah. That yeah. he loves them. He died on the cross for them. That's right. Yeah. Not just me. It's not all about me. Yeah, totally. And and so as we move away from the deception of self, um, because we totally realise that there's nothing we brought to the table. <laughs> nothing we brought was, yeah. you know, there was nothing that I brought that made Jesus want to die for mm. me more than you. Mm. You know, like he didn't look at me and go, well, Michael has done a pretty good job so far. He's worth dying for more than Sarah. Like that is just not mm, even in the right. conversation. And so if we can truly get that perspective, then yeah. it kills all of any ideas of why would we want to gossip yeah. or talk about other people or talk down That's about right. others. And, you know, and so, yeah, man, my prayer is that I could, my mind could be more renewed yes. that way absolutely, than ever before. So what's fallen out of my heart is goodness and love. Yeah, and yeah. 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 What was that quote um, you said to me earlier about, um, you know, how do we know that we've grown over the last year? Oh, yes, that was a good one. Well, first, firstly, I'll just read this bit. So the points of our unlikeness to Christ are areas in our life where we are Lord and Christ isn't. Areas where our agenda, our will, our desire and our purpose rules. Um, and so he goes on to ask the, this question. So this is um, Robert Holland and in the invitation to a journey. 
Um, he says, if you want a good litmus test of your spiritual growth, simply examine the nature and quality of your relationships with others. Are you more loving, more compassionate, more patient, more understanding, more caring, more giving, more forgiving than you were a year ago? If you cannot answer these kinds of questions in the affirmative, and especially if others cannot answer them in the affirmative about you, then you need to examine carefully the nature of your spiritual life and growth. Yeah. Yeah. I have to ask in every so often, I'm like, honey, you know, can you tell me the fruit you're seeing? Or, yeah. yeah. And what a great question to ask in your squads. Yes. You know, you might not be able to um, answer it right now, mm. but if you've been doing a journey with for a, a group for a while, you know, that's a, that's a great question to ask. Yeah. Have you seen me grow in love? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Or even where have you seen Jesus? You know, think of my squad, and one of them I had a conversation with last week, and I was just like, oh, man. She had such wisdom and discernment in that moment. Right. It was it was Jesus, but you know, um, it was beautiful. Mm. So, and I don't know if that's something she's grown in because I don't know if right. I've known her long enough. Yeah. But then, yeah. that's still Jesus yeah. falling out of her. Yeah. 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 And humility, eh? Mm. I don't know if that was in that list, but you know, I just I'm just thinking now of. I've just someone that I, I've noticed over the, you know, the last couple of years who has grown so much, and what I see out of this person now is just total humility. It's cool. You know, and and even in the times where I know that they are feeling like they've missed it a bit, mm. like I can just see this brokenness and this humility cool. to go, ah, oh, Jesus, I've missed you. Mm. You know, I've missed. I've missed that Jesus likeness this yeah. week. Yeah. And I want to I want to get back that's there, cool. you know, like yeah. there's just real some real beauty in that. And yeah. that's a good question too, like have you missed Jesus lately? Mm. You know, have Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I think yeah, I know there's certainly been periods of my journey where I haven't missed him, and there's other times where I go a few days and I'm like, "Oh, man, Jesus, where you know, like I've, you know." Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah, and and even thinking about you know the words in Hamatia, you know, missing the mark. Mm. You know, the mark is not perfect behaviour. The the mark is Jesus. Yeah. You know, and if we're missing Jesus, mm. then we are also missing the mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is not about. You know, good behaviour gets us closer to Jesus. No, being closer to Jesus changes yes, the way that we live, right. think, and act. And that's right. Yeah. So we should always be keeping each other accountable for for the abiding. Yeah. 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 And being clear that abiding is not following a set of, it's not just oh yes I did my my devotional this morning or yes I prayed for you know however long. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't because some of that stuff can become really religious. Totally. Yeah. 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 I'm. Yeah. I felt like I've grown in love this week. Yeah. You know, I'm more patient yeah. and kind and gentle. That's right. The fruits of the Spirit is in Galatians 5 yeah, as well. That's so right. are yeah. we are we demonstrating more of that than we were mm. a year ago? Yeah, yeah. Good questions. Yeah, and so I think, um, you know, when it comes to um, serving, uh, I realised that, Yesterday when I spoke on serving, it was probably a really different angle than, you know, 
certainly I've heard lots of messages in my life about serving, but most of them are just about like, well, you know, you're a Christian, you're meant to serve. Right, yeah. um, my my passion is that we would be a church with the right motive, not the right actions. Mm-hmm. Because if we have the right motives, it'll it'll come out in, in our actions. And so I, yeah, I, I, my passion is that we would be a church that serve one another because we're filled with yeah. the spirit of the servant, you know, yeah. um, not because it looks nice on our trellis, yes. you know. Yes. It's add serving onto the list of things that we do for Jesus. No, no, the, no, I'm becoming more like Jesus yeah. and serving is just a part of that. So, you know, so I'm... Um, you know, so and so, I think you know the motive of it is just so important. You know, and so the potential is that that not all serving is actually serving mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. sometimes serving can be self-serving. Yeah. And so the motive behind that is is really good. And it's the same thing again when we're using service to serve ourselves, the action probably looks the same. That's it. I think I think it looks probably pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why we can never judge people's actions mm-hmm. it's you know all their motives like we we just it's just way too confusing yes. because we don't know a person's motives um and, but, and i had that i had that not that long ago someone gave me a big spiel about how i need to delegate and i'm thinking oh you don't know me very long i'm so much better than i was a year ago that whole you know like oh, right. um so they just looked at the outward yeah um oh sarah's really busy um and whilst yes i still have to learn a whole lot more and, and let go of a whole lot more stuff i am so much better than i was right so and uh, I do this from love, not because I need to be seen or need a spotlight or yeah. for whatever reasons I need it. Yeah, I feel like it's out of such a healthier place right. than just a year ago even. Right. But right. when when you look from the outside, it can all, all look the same. It all looks the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I think two people had the conversation with me in the last six months. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and certainly that's one of the things that I, I you know, teach as well in the identity courses but lots of things look the same so you can have um, someone who is uh, self-confident mm-hmm. and someone who has their confidence in Christ yes at the surface you know without going deeper with someone it might look the same yeah because it just looks like confidence mm. but actually one of them the motive is self one of yes. them is the motive is Christ and so when serving is self-serving what we are actually doing is, is again giving authority to other people because yeah. we're doing it to be noticed, admired, mm. seen, heard, valued, all of all of yeah. that stuff. And so what we what we're doing is giving authority over to people. And if they don't notice us, or you know, they we don't feel like they're giving us the perceived value that mm-hmm. we feel like we should have received from them because we served them. Um, we've given authority over them to control us in some sense and it's a really good if you have felt like that yeah if you've had a moment or if you're going to in the near future have a moment where you go oh man i wasn't seen or they didn't say thank you or oh i'm the only one sit with that and ask god to come in and really challenge you on that because that's yeah. revealing something totally that's yeah. your ego's getting itself all up in knots yeah, yeah. um yeah that needs there's a root there that you need to dig out what are you believing yeah um yeah i know my biggest meltdowns around that that's been biggest bits of transformation when it's like oh yeah (laughs) i made this about me yeah right yeah 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 Yeah, it's good oh very good it's probably time to to wrap up (laughs) yep um i'd like to pray 
just as we finish today. Um, but we've got a couple of questions for our squads. Yeah, uh, so first question is, have I put my worth in the hands of others? Um, that could be a really vulnerable question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in which ways have I used serving to serve myself? Mm. Cool. Great. Let me pray. Father, we just thank you that our, our worth and our value is found in you. And we thank you, Jesus, that you have paid the price in full. And Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you lead us into truth. And I thank you that sometimes truth is a little bit provocative. Sometimes it can offend us. Sometimes it can undo us. And But we know that truth is truth if, if it is making us go lower and elevating Christ more. So we just ask, Holy Spirit, would you lead us into this kind of truth that uh, sees our self-life put to death and our life in Christ brought to the front. And yeah, so we just thank you for all of this. And we just pray for, for each person listening right now. We pray for courage, uh, for us to uh, position ourselves even to be provoked. Mm. Uh, we pray for courage to uh, take a, that inward journey not to hide, but to be exposed, so to speak. And we just thank you that all of this is just part of following you, Jesus. It's, it's how we become more like you. We have to expose the the fruit of the flesh so that we can step into the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, we just pray for everyone for a blessed week in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.